Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 132, the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. It's me, Adrian, the masterful dude of dueliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandose co-host, Hey Yo. Hey Yo. <laughs> hey Yo, it's the Bone King. How's it going? How's it doing? Uh, welcome to the show, the Fan Freaks Podcast. <laughs> you know what, dude? It's very nice to have you. Um, we didn't. I wasn't able to talk to you last week, and I, I missed your charm. <laughs> uh, I really would have liked to have been on, but uh, me- medical issues have come up. That is so. correct. Don't worry. The dude is recovering. The dude is getting better. Um, the dude the passed dude has- away uh, during the last recording, but he's he is getting better. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> uh, the dude abides. The dude abides. Um, also, we should explain, James is not going to be joining us, unfortunately, for this episode. Dr. Rude is off on another one of his crusades. So, I mean, you know how it is. You got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to steal the money while the bank is open. It's a very simple premise. Yeah, also, it's like a sunny day. It's fine. There's no thunder. All right. Because it's I mean, busy. It, it's all following him somewhere. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, happy St. Pat's to you, bro. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Hey, hey. So, tell, why don't you tell the audience what episode we're doing today? In honor of St. Pat's, being stereotypical as fuck as we usually are, we're doing, we're doing our All Stars favorite fictional bars. That's right. I mean, it'd pretty much just be like favorite bars and media. I'm sure we'll have a title by the time you're listening and it'll be right in front of you. But in preparation for today's festivities, I'm going to pour myself a nice little bit of Captain uh, Morgan. Captain Morgan. <laughs> so I like how you had to double check. I don't know. I was like Captain Jack, and I was like, wait, no, that's DDR. That's not going to work here. But um, unfortunately, I know the dude. Uh, did you have your, your vodka ready? Uh, yeah, I got my vodka. I'm drinking my vodka, um, <laughs> which I'm not usually prone to vodka. Um, anyway, I, I do have a question about our all-stars, or should I save it for later? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we'll just exp- we have to still say what the all-stars even are. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> Okay. Well, I wanted to know, can we include strip clubs? I think so, because I think that the limitation here is just, does it serve alcohol? And that kind of qualifies. I think that's a, that's a good limitation to have. But before we get into the limitations that we have, let's explore our recents. And before we get into our recents and all-stars is where we just basically pick the best things of a category. Nuts jump back into our recents. <laughs> As we recently explained. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I can go first. I have two things. That's All it. right. Tell us what's happened in these recent developments. Well, since... Uh, I've been dealing with a lot. I can't play video games as much as I usually do. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. I am now in the middle of season five. And season five is a lot better than season four, I feel. And just the writing, the writing's a lot tighter and it's a lot funnier. And I watched uh, the new Ryan Reynolds movie that's on Netflix, The Adam Project. Oh, See, I've never even heard about that movie because I still haven't even seen Free Guy or whatever. So, because you know, I don't consume media. Exactly, you don't. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to let you know that um, the Adam Project is a kids' movie. 
and uh, it wasn't funny. And there was n- the jokes didn't land for me. I wasn't entertained. Uh, it's basically an hour and 50 minutes of time travel references and some action that is okay. It's pretty formulaic, obviously. You know already kind of the ins and outs of this. You, It's pretty predictable. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I oh, they also had a banging '80s soundtrack because we have to, you know, make it '80s. And don't somewhere. you remember? Remember the '80s, Pac-Man. Don't you remember Walkmans? Come on, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. This shit. Let's why not? Look, come on, I don't care anymore. Just it, like all this. This look, the '80s were great. Don't get me wrong, but if there's no substance or reason why it's there, I mean, whatever. I'm look. People are gonna come after me for Guardians of the Galaxy. We're not. We can't stay on this topic. But um, that's interesting. I, I mean, that's it. I'd give it maybe a four out of ten. I, I don't want to ever watch it again. <laughs> four. It was a, it was a slog to get through, and I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, maybe a three. Now that I think about it, because I don't remember much of anything, and I watched it like a, like three days ago. I don't remember anything except things I hated. The <laughs> things I hated are way more than the things I liked. Which is usually Hi, welcome to Red Letter Media Fan Freaks Podcast. No, Red Letter Media definitely, (laughs) and why not? We should do a special on them. Who cares anymore? Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, fucking no, they they do go into like positive aspects of a film and whatnot as well. So it's it's not all just doom and gloom. No, that's us. That's specifically us. So that's our signature. Yeah. No, I I. There's better things to do with your two hours. Learn a new a new language. Cook. Learn to cook. Learn a recipe. What, what know, was this movie go out, even about? Go to the bar. Like, so uh, this is not a spoiler because it's shown in the trailer. Ryan Reynolds is obviously in his middle age. He goes back in time to see his younger self to save his father who invents time travel. That's it. Oh, okay. So uh, do, you, do you mind if I, I, I ask you something or at least tell you an opinion of mine real quick? Sure. I think one of the worst things you can introduce to an existing plotline or whatever, and I know this is its own movie, so it's not really doing this, but is time travel. Because time travel is such a complicated subject, and it's been handled so many different ways, that unless your movie is built around it, you can't add time travel into things. So I'm wondering, since this movie is its own creation with time travel, did it have its own rules? But... You said it's nothing but references, so I'm starting to think it wasn't. Bro, like at one point the kid is like, oh, you're going to tell me the the winning uh, races like Biff and Back to the Future too? And Ryan's like, stop with the references. Did we not? Do we only watch movies? Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And yeah. I'm like, what? It, why? <laughs> why? Why is everyone talking about Back to the Future in this way? I don't know. It it it. I don't know. I I just I uh Paul Anthony Osas did tell me that he uh enjoyed it for what it was, but that was it cuz he and I kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh Paul Anthony Osas is a friend of the show. Hey Paul, hopefully you're listening. Hey Paul. I doubt it. Anyway, um. <laughs> just calling him out. Um but yeah, no, I no, nah, I fucking hated it. Anyway, that's enough of my reasons. What's yours? That's it? That's all your reasons? I told you it was just, bro. I I've been pretty sick. 
All right. I mean, usually when I'm sick, I I feel like my brain needs to like focus on something, so I'll just mindlessly play Yu-Gi-Oh or something on my on my Switch or something. Like, you know what I mean? But okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't ex- I couldn't exactly play my Switch in the emergency room. Honestly, I think that's not enough trying on your part. I think you should, you know, find a way no, to bring the switch in. You're you're right, you're right. By the time I was bleeding, I should have I should have When the surgeon arrives, you should be willing to go, "Hey, what Pokémon do you need to trade?" Because I have mine here <laughs> with me now. And if you want to do a couple rounds of King of Fighters, we could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. All right, give me your give me your reasons. Okay, so really quick, uh, hey, there it is. So my reasons are gonna sound very similar. I'm gonna try and mix it up a little bit where I can. Uh, so I continued my stream with uh, Gay Gaming 101 of Resident Evil Six. Did I tell you that's what we're playing? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You finished the Leon uh, Helena, right? That's right. Campaign? We no, no, we fin no, we finished the Leon campaign. Okay, because the campaign is about Leon ultimately in the end. Uh, right, right. Fuck Elena. Who look, cares about I, Elena? I, playing that, like, okay. So f- we're still playing through it. We just beat Leon. We're like halfway through Jake's campaign, and we still have Chris and Ada. But playing through Leon's campaign again for like the fifth or sixth time right now, again, really highlights how Helena really doesn't have a reason to be here outside of just revenge. And that's it. I'm not getting into details as to why or who's revenge against, but like, it just comes off as a very one-note character, despite her voice acting and character design being very well done. So, <laughs> it just goes to show you that it's like, you can have the most well-designed, well-voice-acted character, but if they have no reason to be there, then it's just like, wh- why are you here? Do you think Capcom, or at least the Capcom devs that are, they develop uh, Resident Evil games, they hate brunettes? And that's why they made Joe Valentine a blonde. I mean, I have a feeling that's a whole thing with reusing assets and, and wanting to just recreate Cammy. Because <laughs> they they just want to <laughs> insert Street Fighter into other things. But um, one thing, though, I, I, we're talking about... Could, this character's a brunette, actually. Because when I was playing this campaign with Joey, I started finding that... You know that Hunnigan is in RE6 as well, right? Yes, briefly. Though. Not briefly at all. Actually, in fact, she's your. I, th- I thought she's 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 in cutscenes and that's it. She's in cutscenes and she's your fucking PA support or technical support or whatever that's on your radio the entire time. You know when you're all not right, in she's, the catacombs. She's, she's she's your Colonel Campbell. Got exactly, it. and she is she is doing more. Okay, hold on. She is gone and she's found research. Uh, done political moves to, to hide Leon's tracks. She's opened doors by hacking shit. She's fucking guided everything with the fucking waypoint markers. Like, Hunnigan does so much shit so that RE6's Leon's campaign can continue. You know who doesn't do half of that shit? Leon? Helena? Oh. It, it, it was really <laughs> funny to where I was playing the game and I'm like, wow, Hunnigan is actively more involved in the plot than my actual partner character. Well, the partner character was always going to be like, the you know, played by a second player. That was the idea. Sure, right? but they should have a reason for being there. Otherwise, why have a second character in the first place other than just co-op? And Dead Rising 3 ha- handled that actually really well, where the co-op character only showed up in cutscenes, really. Or, like, they, okay, mm. only showed up in specific cutscenes at the home base and made no difference to the actual cutscenes. 
They were just kind of side characters. Anyway, All right. this is a whole other debate. I just thought it was really interesting that like a character could be featured so much and have so little to do with the plot. Feel free to roast me. Can, on I, can I ask you a question about Joey? Sure. Does Joey like six? He Okay, it's really funny. After being the first campaign and getting halfway through Jake's, he's like, I'm pretty sure this is the worst Resident Evil I've ever played. And I'm like, how much of this is me coloring his opinion? I'm trying not to be like, oh, think this way, but I am bringing up a lot of shit that makes me laugh. So like, I I want him to still have his opinion, but let me tell you, in terms of him having his own opinion, I love seeing his first reaction to shit in RE6. Because I don't know about you, but I was spoiled for a lot of RE6's main story elements like way before the game came out. I uh, was as well because I didn't play it when it launched. I played it maybe three or four years after it launched hmm. because I didn't I didn't like five. Uh, this is an Eagle and Wolf show now. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I, I started like, thinking. I'm like, I better not. I better wrap this up. And it's too much resi. Uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't like five necessarily, or don't remember like being hyped for six. I saw six, and it was more of what I didn't like in five. So I just said, I'm done. I don't want to be enjoying Resident Evil anymore. And then seven came along, and then I was like, let me play six because I never. Touched it, and I quit uh, during uh, Jake's camp. That is a very fair opinion to have, to be honest. I I'm playing through that now with Joey, and it's like that campaign has just so much running the around. Snowmobile, oh, bro. the fucking Fuck snow it, level I is my fucking bane. I, I, I ugh. I mean, it's like I'm playing that that campaign with Joey, and I'm go, oh, I went, oh, this is the worst segment in the entire game. And as soon as it ended, I'm like, oh no, wait, this one's pretty bad too. And then as soon as that ended, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it's like four segments in a row that are just so annoying. But anyway, I'm not gonna get too much, uh, you know, into hating on Resident Evil Six. I just wanted to say, like, the stuff surrounding Jake, he just learned about that. And it's like to see his right. surprise at something that I thought was just so commonly known. It's just so funny. It's always great to, to play games with a first timer. I honestly recommend it for your favorite game series. Keep finding people who haven't played it and watch them play. It'll It's always enjoyable. <laughs> it's always is. Um, okay, moving on. Sorry, I didn't mean to spend so long on Resident Evil 6. Um, we got Elden Ring. Okay, I guess I can sort of summarize this a lot quicker. I've been talking a lot about Elden Ring on the podcast, and in the editing room, I've been wanting to punch myself in the face just listening to myself talk about it, because I'm saying a bunch of stuff that, like, well, I think this is what it is, and I think it's pretty bad that it does this. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just wrong. I'm wrong on everything that I've been saying I don't like about it, because as I'm playing it, there's solutions for those things, and now it's just like, this is the new way that open world games should be created. Um, I know you play a lot of open world games, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately they all get very samesy, you know? Right. Because it feels like you're hitting these markers cause you're sort of told to for an objectives list or something like that. Right. Right. Or endless collectibles. Right. And the thing is, what if you replace the collectibles with uh, a new weapon a, a, a fucking uh, a new spell, a new item that does some cra crazy random magic bullshit, or 
The best one, a fucking boss, where you could just be exploring and, oh my god, I found one of the 32 mini-bosses in this fucking game. Like, it's, it's really fun to actually just go around and explore. You'll pick a direction, and you'll just run into shit. And you'll be like, I can try exploring that, or I can finish my route, and then come back to it later when I'm more prepared for it. And you could do it all in co-op. So, like, this game is really going to redefine the triple a open world uh game space i feel and i'm trying and i know i said i just finished saying everything i'm saying is wrong but i really feel like this is a really good evolution of where this genre is going now do i think ubisoft will try and do it probably not probably until a couple games go under and they're like hey well people want something more similar to elden ring then they'll have their fucking dark souls elden ring ripoff or whatever but i'm just saying like i'm really enjoying the 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 fucking uh, gameplay loop of Elden Ring. It is a very fun game, and you, you've yet to try it, right? Yes, uh, and I'm I'm very happy for you to enjoy. It. I do have a question, however. Um, you had hesitation when it was coming out, but from software it hasn't done anything to to kind of give you this hesitation. What would you say to somebody who doesn't want to get into a Souls game? about Elden Ring? What makes it different from other FromSoft games? I, I hear this complaint, like everyone has a lot of good things to say about Elden Ring, don't get me wrong, like it's mainly positive praise. But one of the bigger complaints that I'm hearing, besides, oh my gosh, it's too hard, is is like, oh, well, you know, From Software, they just make the same game every time. And it's like, well, that's the genre. That's the gameplay mechanics. Like, it's not the same game. It's completely different designs and characters. And I'll grant you that Dark Souls to Elden Ring has a similar art style, but you'll find that it's kind of a natural progression. I know it feels like a, they say it's a new IP, but it does feel like a Dark Souls sequel. So if you are interested in the gameplay style of Dark Souls, you definitely should try out Elden Ring. It is not like Bloodborne where... They have the gameplay style of Dark Souls, but they take away the shield and it's way more dodge focused. This game lets you do everything and it's I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'll let you know after I beat it to give you a full rundown of everything. But these are the things as I'm, you know, exploring and finding the game out. Um, but George, how are you going to beat this game that's like 300 hours, 200 hours of content, supposedly? I've done it before. I, I platinum Dark Souls 3. I mean, granted, that was a long time Ooh. ago, but like at the same time, like I, I don't see me platinuming this game. I do see me getting to the end and maybe like trying out different builds to get to the PvP and stuff. Like this is a. Oh, game. you're playing. You're you're playing on PS4. You're not playing on PC. That is incorrect. I'm playing PC. Oh, you are playing PC, and it runs well on PC now. It does, and it does not. Um, though there are some things that are inexcusable in terms of just lag. Uh, in certain big boss rooms and stuff like that. And it's usually when you need it the least. You know what I mean? When, like, the boss is about to do a giant swing and then the game lags and it's like, oh, shit. But... Ah, so frame rate drops. Right, right. And it's a, it's a, a bit of hitching, especially in newer areas. It's, it's not a... I didn't think of it as too much of a problem, but it is a problem, and I hope they do fix it. There has been a release of a patch. I don't know if that fixed it, because I haven't played since the patch's release. But, um, yeah, no, it, it is annoying, and you do have to get used to it. But if you can look past it, if you've played an Elder Scrolls game on release day, you're fine. Nice. All right. All right, then, any other uh, recents, buddy? Unfortunately, Yes. <laughs> 
So why unfortunate? Because I, I have a new movie I saw. Oh, okay. What'd you see? So everyone and their mothers was telling me to watch three films. One, The Batman, which I still need to see it. It's not what I saw. Also, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Everyone says I don't need to see it, but I'm going to see it. And this third one, I saw Scream 2022. Here we go. This is what I want to hear. Because Cody loved it. But Cody from Robot Stone Age also really, 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 really likes Welcome to Raccoon City, which you fucking I don't hated. know if he really, really likes it. He, he said it just oh, wasn't and, as bad as we were saying. And Mortal Kombat. Well, as bad as you were saying. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but I, I, I ended up defending it against you more often than not. But he also really liked Mortal Kombat, which was not a good movie. No, and I, I get it, though. No, I absolutely get it. Because hold on. Hear me out. So... It's not that the whole movie was terrible and what a shit show. In fact, I was enjoying the movie up until a certain point. And it's namely around like a little bit before the third act. And it's just like, I get what they're doing. And they're very self-aware. And they're going to play off that. But it didn't really feel... Okay, the ending is my problem. The ending is my problem. Like, I, I think I know what they were going for. Because the first movie is kind of similar what they're going for in that regard in terms of meta. And I can't say anything else beyond that because that would actually be a spoiler. But, like, that's it. That's the whole thing. And it, it just feels like the ending just kind of petered out in a very unsatisfactory way. And a plot element involving a character just kind of didn't go anywhere. I don't know. I can't get into it without spoilers. But it was one of those movies where I was like, all right, I'm having a good time. And then the ending just kind of went, ugh. All right, that was weird. Hmm. So, uh, can I ask you another question? Seven out of ten. This, this might be <laughs> okay. Okay, you you tend to overinflate some scores. I remember Wonder Woman eighty four. You like overinflated. What would this movie? Do, do you actively? Would you actively watch it again? Uh, with, yes, but under a specific circumstance. I would really only like say okay. like say I come over and I'm like let's watch this movie. Would you be down? The only reason I would be down is if I was watching it with somebody who had seen Scream One, because like the original Scream. right? Because all I want to do is go, hey, look, look how they look now. Look, they're older now, and look, they're they're a character, and they get still act, and like it's cool to see these actors back in their roles, and they make a reference to soft um, soft reboots or whatever the fuck they they called it, and they're like the fan base is divided on what to call it, but like they do that, so whatever, <laughs> like it's like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too, and that's what I didn't understand. If you don't mind, I have another question. To ask. Okay, is this very very much similar? To Halloween 2018. No. No, no. They used Ghostface correctly. If there's any, like... It, that's not a complaint of mine. They did, like, in, in Halloween... Uh, was it called Halloween Kills? Was that what it was called? The sequel, yeah. yes. Halloween That Kills. one didn't really use Michael Myers in the way that I feel like that character should be used. But Ghostface was used correctly, as as he should be in, in this Scream movie. So that was never a concern of mine. It's just the fact that... It wants to say something about being meta, but it still falls into the tropes of the shit it's talking shit about. You know what I mean? So it's eating, it's having its cake and eating it too. 
Mm. All right. Anyway. And uh, I'm not exactly enthused to watch it. I'll be oh, honest. Oh, so you didn't you. see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. I'm glad I that's didn't why I'm it. asking. Uh, that's why I'm asking all these questions because I, you know, I do have an interest in Scream, but I'll be honest, the only Scream, the only Screams I've watched were one and two. And that's it. I saw bits of three and I was like, ah, this is enough. To be honest, that's all you'll need to go into this movie. It's not really like a big deal if you, you can look at the other ones. It's really only focused on one and maybe two. Well, just, you know, hats off to Sidney Prescott for, for surviving and continuing. And Officer Dewey. Is that, that was his name, right? Officer Dewey. <laughs> Special Agent Dewey. Yeah, sorry. All I keep thinking about is scary movie when I think of Scream. Now. Night Thin. Oh, God damn it. Is it bad that I'm doing that? Because it is a really offensive voice, but it's from the movie. <laughs> All right, before George before gets canceled, Bone do gets you have canceled, any more re- Let's move forward. My last recent, and this is it. Um, I watched some Kingdom Hearts videos on lore. So naturally, they were five hours long each. Um, and I had them in the background while it's, I was working. That's normal for you. No, I know. That's normal for you. To be you. honest, that's what I do a lot when I'm working. I just listen to a lot of videos. Now, you're probably like, why don't you listen to your videos so that you can edit them? Well, my Adobe Premiere loves to cut off the minute I click on anything else. So if I can fix that, maybe I can move over with that. But still, I was listening to some Kingdom Hearts videos. And um, yeah, uh, you know how you brought up time travel earlier? Kingdom Hearts has time You know what's travel? a plot that doesn't need time travel? Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, that happens at some point. I can't say who, I can't say where, I can't say when. But I, I was watching the video and I didn't even know about that part. And I was like, what? Why? Why do this again? And another thing they love doing is they have like the same character five times. And they try to explain it within the lore and it just gets so convoluted. So to be honest, it's entertaining to just watch someone try to summarize it because when you say it out loud it doesn't really make a lot of sense but like if you're playing the game i suppose in the heat of the moment it does whatever just look to the power of friendship it always works it's fine okay got it i hope to never fucking play this series because you know you got to be strong enough with the bonds of friendship (laughs) to gather enough light to defeat the darkness and the darkness is the natural state of the human heart but when light is there it combats the darkness and that's what the humidity within the heart suggests is that there's this temperance between light and dark and it's an ongoing battle please please stop please stop (laughs) i was wondering if you knew what i was doing because that's that's what the game is Can can we can we tell that story or can you tell that story about us in class at, oh at, my a, at a certain broadcasting school? I guess I. So it's, you want to do it or me? It, yeah, um, I could do it. It's fine. Help me. Yeah, I got this alone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, we were in a class together, and our teacher—it was like a wellness teacher. He was the, she was someone that they called in to be like, let's. It's how to manage their their emotions and whatnot. And I was such a fucking little shit that I got so like, I don't know, it felt very like uh, promotional speakery. And I got, I was like, I raised my. She gave us cards. Yeah. And gave us links to books that she was trying cards. to sell to she us. She gave us a fucking six CD set of her fucking uh, program. Like it was a whole thing. And she was like, this is worth $300. Be aware 
And it's like, okay, so that's how much it costs for you to put this together, but that's not how much, whatever. So either way, I she's like, can anyone think about how it feels when they do something successful? It was like some question like that. And then, or like what it feels like to, to let go of something, or I don't know what the hell it was, but I raised my hand and I'm just like, it's, you know, it, if I think about it, whenever I do that, I just get this feeling of being very simple and clean. You know what I mean? And it's just the way that it made me feel that night. It's it's hard to let it go. And it she fucking like bought it wholesale. She was like, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Simple and clean. Absolutely. And it was like. Bro, you that wasn't the end of it, though. You you were quoting Kingdom Hearts fully where you even said, uh, I would like to fill sometimes my dark soul with light, <laughs> with, with accomplishments. And I'm looking at him. I'm laughing. I'm dying. But I'm holding it in as best I could, but not very well. And she's loving it. Everyone else they don't know what yeah, the they fuck's don't know going what, on. But we were, we're saying, I'm saying random shit and they're just so confused and she's just egging me on. And it's like, you know, when you see someone you don't like, you know, hold your fire. They're a human. Uh, it's just random references at some point. And, and she bought it hook, line, and sinker. Like, even to the point after the, the class, she pulled George aside and said, good job today. I, I really appreciate your input. I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking serious? And right I'm now? trying not to laugh too, because I fucking said all this stupid shit. And I'm trying, like, I'm trying to make it not super obvious, but it's like video game dialogue. It can be so generically vague. Like you just put it there and it works. Fucking like, I know that in the end that the power of friendship can help me seal this darkness. <laughs> it's like, sure, why not? Uh, I know, I know that I know that wasn't a recent. I mean, considering how many years ago that no. was, but still, it's a great, it's a great story. We were talking about time I, I, travel. I, I, it's fine. So we time traveled ourselves yeah. into the past <laughs> to tell that story. Um. What else? Uh, well, do you have any other recents, or do we go to No, news? my dude. I think we're ready to roll on to the news. Uh, do you have any news? I got two pieces of news here. I've got four. So All right, I'll go first. Twice and then... as big as you. <laughs> there you go. In all the ways that matter. Uh, Daredevil MCU reboot is in development. Uh, apparently, Kingpin, uh, Vinny D'Onofrio, and... What is it, Matt? Matt, I always forget his first name, but Cox, the Michael Cox, uh, the I don't, I don't think it's Michael. No, Doctor Michael Cox who, is the guy from Scrubs. <laughs> I think his last name is Cox. The actor who plays Daredevil is coming back, and it's a reboot sequel thing where it's a sequel to the original show. But we don't know if it's going to carry on the same story or anything. But the actors are coming back. Those two are coming back for sure. Nobody knows about Foggy and so on. Um, and lastly, Amazon bought MGM Studios for $8.5 billion. Wow. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, what? I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. For a second, I just looked up on Google because when you said his last name was Cox, I was like, hey, you know, that reminds me of Inuyasha's voice actor, you know, Richard Cox. And I went, wait, that's not his real name, is it? Richard Cox? Dick Cox? Dick Cox? Is that his name? Guess what? Inuyasha is voice acted by Dick Cox. 
Oh. What the fuck? Oh, I love you. (laughs) I love you. Sorry. All right. Go ahead and continue. My bad. (laughs) No, that's that's it for me, bud. I said just two pieces of news. Amazon buying MGM. That means they they are entitled to the entire James Bond library and a bunch of other movies like MGM's expensive library. And I mean, this helps Amazon Prime because they they don't have the same amount of library as a Disney Plus, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all just gathering. At some point, it's all going to collapse in on itself and we'll all have one giant plus that we subscribe to. The plus package. I I would like one day for there to be a minus. Yeah. Just... (laughs) We're taking away your internet for no reason. Welcome to Disney Division. (laughs) <laughs> oh can i can i do that hashtag disney division there we go hashtag disney that's division. a weird <laughs> weird plug for the bar episode <laughs> <laughs> um uh what news you have sir Alrighty. um great job my fellow news anchor allow me to follow up uh right here i have the query which was just been announced. I believe it is the, uh, there's a trailer that came along with it. And what it is, it's a PS4, PS4 or PS5? Shit, I don't know. But it's a new game by Supermassive Games, which is the team that did Until Dawn, as well as the Dark Pictures Mm. anthology. Um, I feel so, well, first off, looks good. It's kind of got a simple premise, like, and that's what I really liked about Until Dawn as well. It was like, oh man, it's teenagers in a cabin in the woods on a mountain and it's all snowy and stuff. And then this one is about a bunch of teenagers on essentially Camp Crystal Lake. So like, okay, cool, that's, that's a good start. Um, I, I'd love to see where that story goes as they usually do. Now, I said I feel bad because I, I actually like this studio, but they have not been getting a lot of good scores with anything in the fucking Dark Pictures anthology. Man of Medan, Children of Ash, so many things. And it's just like all five out of but 10, y- six out of 10. But you haven't played But them. that's the other thing. I can't blame anyone because I also haven't played them. So at some point I'm gonna run through them but I, I've never really sat down and done it. So, I mean, hopefully with this new one, the quarry, um, quarry, quarry, the quarry uh, is not part of the Dark Pictures anthology. So I think they just dropped it and they're like, fuck it. Are people not responding to the anthology name? Which is stupid because I actually like the fact that they were all under one umbrella like that. Or, oh, I'm sorry. I got to pronounce that like a Resident Evil character under one umbrella. And I really dug that. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, anything about the query before I move on? No. All right, sweet. I've I have uh, I've never played Until Dawn. I've seen it, but I don't know. Uh, the anxiety alone of who lives and dies really fucks with me. That is a, a major. And it's element, just yes. And and it just has so many QTEs. That is the game. Yes, <laughs> like that is that is the gameplay of that game. Correct. Quote unquote gameplay emphasis. It is. Game. It is a type of gameplay. We look at Until Dawn, Telltale Games, fucking that other one that I'm forgetting by that one douchebag that Question I Question of the week. Is it interactive storytelling or is it a game? Question of the week. What, but what are games if not interactive storytelling sometimes? True. Ah, uh, gotcha, fucker. We just, 
we just did the question of the week. Thanks That's for ruining it. We that episode. It. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next bit of news. Speaking of Elden Ring, as I was mentioning it earlier, Elden Ring sells over 12 million units. That's that's how far in its first like week is it has it been only a week? I thought it's been a little longer. But Jesus Christ, 12 million. The game just came yeah, out. Yeah, um, fresh as shit. There was some people were saying it's it's going to approach Skyrim levels of sales. And then other people like, no, it's not going to be Skyrim. It's not as accessible. And it's like, I don't know, dude. It's triple A. It is mainstream. It's very much possible I don't know. I, I really don't no, know. No, but I think I think what that person meant is is Elden Ring available on PlayStation 3, 360, the Switch. Oh, in terms of ports uh, and shit? Well, give it time. It will be port. You think do you think this game won't be ported to other consoles in the future? I don't know. It, the answer's a yes. We don't have a Bloodborne situation. This game has a PC release. It has it has multiple releases other than just PlayStation. So like this is going to persist, especially with how well it's doing. Fucking ports are all yeah. over the place. Anyway, so there's that. Let me know when I can play Elden Ring on my uh, on my refrigerator. Give it time, I've, bro. You fucking joke, dude. You fucking joke that like. This won't be playable on every fucking kitchen appliance. As if every kitchen appliance in the future isn't going to have a computer in it somehow. Like, we're going to get to that point. Well, yes. I, I want to play Elden Ring on my bidet. That's where I want to go. I want to I want to play uh, uh, Doom 2016 on a toaster. That's got to have already been done. Come on. No? Modders, I don't know if toast modders get on it. I, <laughs> you, modders have been miracle workers before. I don't see why not. But <laughs> um, speaking of modding, I can't wait till the Elden Ring mods come out. That'll be pretty fun. Um, mm. Moving forward, uh, Monster Hunter Rise just had a digital event, um, and they showed off the main creatures of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the new DLC chapter coming out. I know you don't really play Monster Hunter, let alone Monster Hunter Rise. But, um, I mean, I played it for a little while, and I, I technically still do, so um, it's weird. So the monsters that they announced actually are all, um, hold on, what do you, can, can you take a stab at what the theme is, or do you not even want to try? The the theme of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak? Yes, like the monsters that are coming in, because they're all thematic. Dragons? Well, that's a very good guess. Two of them are dragons. Well, three? I don't know what the answer is. They're kind of all based on universal horror icons. What? Yeah. Why? Why Sunbreak? I don't know. I don't get it either. But there's uh, Garen Golm, who's essentially like a Frankenstein-y looking uh, big chin guy that I forget his name. Della Diabro. I don't fucking know his name is. Um, Luna Gragon was kind of like an ice werewolf. Hey, it's Village. Um, we got the Blood Orange Bishaten, which is supposed to be Dracula, and I think Astalos is supposed to be something, but I don't remember what the fuck that was supposed to be. Uh, but that one is a dragon. That one's just a fuck-off dragon, so maybe that one's the base one. <laughs> All right. Oh, actually, I think um, it's supposed to be a golem, someone online says. Who knows? But I thought that'd be Garen Golem. Ah, uh, who gives a fuck? Anyway, the DLC is coming out. The armor seems really cool. You get like a Dracula outfit if you pre-order and a Sheba costume. So that's neat. So um, moving on to the next news. Anything else? No, I got nothing. I got no, I just want to make sure I'm not speeding by without like actually giving you a chance to say anything about it. No, no, I... 
assure me, I don't think I'll ever play Monster Hunter. I I understand the concept. It's just not for me. That's fair. I think it's a lot, 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 lot more fun with friends. Um, but hey, you know, it, it, it the, takes whatever kind yeah. for it. You know. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask you this: as somebody who's played Monster Hunter, as somebody who doesn't, and I'm usually the one that cheers for the kaiju in a kaiju movie, and usually against the humans. What and hopefully, usually sides with the animal that's near extinction or one of. Is that not Monster Hunter where you kill the almost extinct creature? Oh because no, it's huge? none of them are extinct. They they go on forever. In fact, the you have to kill the alphas or else they'll kill the littler ones or something. It's it's really weird. I don't pretend to know the wildlife uh, ecosystem of Monster Hunter. Although I don't think you're meant to think of it too much. I will say, though, as someone who's never really been super into Monster Hunter and really only plays with my friends, that story is just inconsequential to me. There there might as well not even be a story in Monster Hunter for me. I am mashing A through any of these games. But hey, you know what? To each their own. You know, it takes all kinds. I'm not saying everyone has to play the same way. Uh, let's move on to the next news before I have more people throw in their insect glaives at me. Um, we got, oh, this is one that I think we should have a nice discussion about really quick. So we have more footage of the Dead Space remake. Oh. Did you watch the, the live stream that they did that showed off a little bit more? No, 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 no. I've been, uh, been, as it were, AFK. That's all right. That's all right. So. <laughs> AFH, so, away from so, house. Yeah, there you go. So tell me, tell me. So it's very interesting because, it, it, uh. I'm trying not to, like, dilute my opinion with fucking, like, uh, inconsequential nitpicking, but it seems as though there's less of a focus on maintaining the atmosphere and more on, look how good everything looks. So, I there are areas that are shadowy, but a lot of the areas that were just pitch black are now illuminated with, like, new lighting effects and whatnot, and... That, I mean, mm. that on the surface is not bad, and I'm sure it's not for every dark area where every dark area is going to be lit now, but when the areas are lit and you're walking around, it doesn't feel like, at least for me, that much of a jump from the original, and that feels underwhelming for a remake. Now, if we were to talk about another remake that remakes something from kind of a similar time period, like the Demon Souls remake, that felt like it changed a lot because that game had a lot of weird nuances and stuff that wasn't very well conveyed. And y you lost your shit when you got to see all the beautiful remade assets. Like, we're talking grass and stuff. You lost your shit on that well, when you saw the trailer. Yeah, and to be honest, it looks very nice. And so does this Dead Space remake. Uh, remake. Remake. It looks very nice. It's just I don't feel the need for it. Like, I did see the need for a remake of Demon's Souls. That game, you know, could be a little bit more streamlined. But, fuck, it's like saying we're going to remake Dark Souls. I don't think Dark Souls is really all that in need of a remake. But, I don't know. I'm looking at the environments. It's It, it looks a little bit too glossy. I don't know. It's weird, but this is all my opinion. We'll see when it comes out. I'm trying not to be all, like, the, negative from the get-go. Have... Have you heard that one of the devs said we are trying to match the quality of Resident Evil 2 remake? Yeah, well what that means is they want something to sell like Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It, it 
they said something about Isaac's voice actor and all that stuff in this, and I'm like, but he doesn't talk in the first game. He just grunts. But, all right, I don't know where that's going to go. Not going to pretend like I know where it's going to go, but I'm just going to already say that I hope they keep the atmosphere, because from what I've seen, it seems like they want things to look cool rather than be atmospheric. So I don't know. We will see. Um, All right. And that's it for my news. I think I am good to go for the uh, the break and then the topic. What do you think? I think I am too. I need another. I need to refill. How about you? How's your Morgan? Oh, here's the thing, though. I poured that shot at the beginning of the show and was talking so much shit that I haven't even drank it yet. So when we return, I'm going to go and drink this fucking what shot glass. <laughs> I forgot what they were called. This shot glass of rum. Wow. Be back in a bit. Wow. Be right back. Not supposed to say that. Scream says no. <laughs> this is James, Dr. Rude Ramos, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast. Make sure to check us out at our layer, the Fan Freaks Facebook page, and on Twitter. And remember, that's F A N F R E K S. Follow us or else. Alrighty, folks. As I promised. Let's hear this shot. Take a shot. As I promised, welcome back, everybody, to uh, the Fan Freaks Podcast, where we're doing our All Stars. Oh God, best bars in media. Did you not? Did you not have a chaser? What? I am the chaser. (laughs) Listen, chubby chaser. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you take a shot. Either have some soda, some juice, some water right after the shot. That way you chase it down with something easy to drink. Oh. That way it uh it's it goes down easy. No, no, I'm sorry. When when I was told that it was St. Patrick's Day, all I had in my mind was liquor, right? So I just brought that with me into my studio. I don't I didn't think about that. So no, the only chaser is uh, is me, buddy. Sorry to say. <laughs> but anyway, th- I wanted to bring this episode up because you know what? I think last um last time we did the St. Patrick's episode, we either did drinking buddies or it was bar fight buddies, and I I get those mixed up. But I figured let's do something a little bit more central to the bar itself because you know what there's a lot of in fiction? Bars. Bars. People like to drink and people like to write characters getting drunk. So, Just to re-explain what an All-Stars is, even though I did it earlier in the intro, basically, we're not ranking any of these. It's just basically going, and I'm going to say basically like five more times. Wow, this drink really worked. Um, We, we, (laughs) we, 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 I'm trying really hard not to say basically. Uh, We're going to come up with different things of a category. In this case, it's the bars. So we're just going to list a bunch of different bars in no particular order going one at a time. All right. So it kind of gives us the potential to snipe off each other where he could say one that I wanted to say later on and he would take that from me. So I'm kind of curious. I'm very curious to see where this goes. This this offers what you just called. It offers the opportunity to snipe. And I think I should go first because there's no way you have this on you your just list. Wanna, you just want to snipe but me early. I know. you. All right. Let's put let's open a tab. Let's open the tab. Let's go. All right. Oh, that's a that's a great. Way to say it. You should drink more often on the show. Um, do you do you want me to thing, drink, Kevin? First, <laughs> why am I Kevin? Yes. Watch SpongeBob, you uncultured swine. Um, I'm gonna start off very first. The Bada Bing. Uh, 
It's in the Sopranos. It's the strip club that uh, the conciliary of Tony owns. And it's a front, obviously. But this place becomes kind of like the hangout spot for all of them. And more commonly, we see the back room more than the front room. But we do see it happen like you know, obviously you see naked ladies. This is I was about HBO. to say, that's, that's what you need to see. I mean, that's what they're actively putting out to see, right? I mean, that's the point. Right. And uh, you see you, my friend. There's there's plenty of chubby, chunky Italians that eat way too much pasta that are all over this this joint. Oh, but you, um, what the fuck? You got my hopes up. You were like, there's a ton of chunky Italians on the fucking pole, too. And I'm like, What? That's awesome, but no, they're just chilling there. Of course they are. Fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah, and they usually fuck the strippers. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, it also has a private bar in the back where people fuck and people do drugs and drink. Uh, but more often than not, it's mostly drinking, <laughs> and the most popular drink, I think, there is a 7 and 7. Okay, a 7 and 7. I've never heard of that. Oh, that's where you take seven of one whiskey and seven of another. Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know what a seven seven. But you know, someone's had to have done that, right? Like, I'm going to make the ultimate whiskey, (laughs) put it all together, (laughs) fucking fusion style. Let's go. Actually, there is a drink called uh, the Four Horsemen where you put four different whiskeys together. Ooh. I. You put you put scotch, you put bourbon, you put Canadian whiskey, and you put Japanese whiskey all in the same glass. You take a shot, and if you don't vomit, you win. All right. So, so there is a winning element to this drink. That's always a good you know sign when you're taking a drink. Like when you drink this, you might win. <laughs> oh. And sp- and speaking of might win, give me your uh all stars all right your, your next all I, I can give you my all stars no worry so we're gonna go with a very obvious one i'm gonna make this one out because you know what since we're starting out uh you know big i'm gonna start with 10 forward from star trek the next generation um oh yeah, straight out of the gate wait oh you you had that one yeah oh fuck oh well come on man like it, if it wasn't me it would have been dr rude if he was here to be honest that is very, very true. Ten Forward is is, is really fucking cool because, all right, it's it. You have to understand that these people are dealing with such traumatic shit on like an almost weekly basis, and and it's really cool that they are able to have kind of this hangout. It's a bar for the ship, and people don't realize how big the ship actually is. The Enterprise, it, it it's it's massive. If, if I might gotten the ship name wrong, I'm so sorry. But either way, it's a massive fucking ship. So this is actually a pretty busy spot for a lot of people on the ship. Um, my favorite thing about it, though, specifically my favorite thing, um, aside from the two replicators that are there, which, by the way, have a, the idea of a replicator blows my mind, and I want one really bad, and I think that's the same for everybody. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah. my favorite thing about 10 Forward is Guinan. Uh, played by everyone's favorite, Whoopi Goldberg. You would never think that an actor being restricted to one location and set would actually be really charming and endearing to that character. Uh, the ship is the Enterprise. Okay, cool. All right. I, I didn't want to mess that up uh, with something else. No, no, no. Everybody's rolling their eyes at you because that's like the most popular ship. Well, whatever. But- Dude, wait, what's the original one called in, in TOS? 
The Enterprise. They're all the Enterprise. Okay, then I was just being... Look, assholes, I just took a shot. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> no, because in Voyager, it's the Voyager. <laughs> yes, but that's different. And D- and DS9 is a space station, and it's called Deep Space Nine. Should have just called it the Enterprise Space Station. To be honest, who cares? Just do it. Who cares? Who cares? Agreed. <laughs> that's my but, theme of the show. But when it, com- when, when it comes to 10 Forward, you were talking about Guinan... I think that's really true because the the unfortunate thing with like the Bada Bing, the bartender that is in the Sopranos, he gets beat up a lot because he's he gets picked on by Tony. He's everyone's punching bag. And then you have Guinan, who is the kind of motherly bartender who tells you, hey, listen, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing right. Well, because Guinan is, is, I would say, wise beyond her years, but apparently she's been living for a very, very long time. She's of a different species that looks just like human, but they age differently. I don't know how well that's explained in the series. I know it comes up later in fucking Picard, of all things. But, um, like, it was... Whoopi did such a good job portraying this like the okay so there's this concept of like the bartender the 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 nice bartender someone who's gonna look out for you and let you know when you've had too much and you know and and i love guinan's portrayal of that kind of wise uh gold-hearted bartenderess because although she was limited to only staying there and you could tell Whoopi only filled her uh filmed her scenes at in this set for 10 forward she still made w- shockwaves through the plot Picard took what what Guinan said to him with him everywhere. You know what I mean? Like he actually took it to heart. This isn't a character who just says a small thing and it's like, ah, whatever, Guinan. No, like Guinan usually has a big hand on influencing a lot of these characters, which took me by surprise by just having the bartender do that. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. So before I get too much into 10 forward, uh, love it. Would I say it's the the best Star Trek bar? I would think so, because I think any bar run by Neelix has got to have like some sort of limit or something. Fuck that. Sorry, Voyager. I, Neelix is like the one blemish I do not enjoy. Um. Anyway, so what else? What other bar? What other bar are we bar hopping to? The dude. Well, we are going to the Old West. We are going to another HBO show. We are going to Deadwood. We are going to the Gem Saloon. Uh, the only drink here is whiskey. There's no water. Oh, cool. No, the whiskey is water. Uh, That's their code for it. <laughs> um, uh, so you have a great bar. Obviously, the upper floor is all bedrooms, and the bottom floor is like, you know, where you get to see the the, the hookers. The, yeah, yeah, you, you get- best correct yourself. <laughs> so it's like half brothel then. Yeah, it is, a, it, you know, typical saloon of the area. Um, you have an amazing owner who will, if you don't do what he wants you to do, he will kill you and feed your corpse to the pigs and no one will know. Cool. That's a great person to confide in when you're vulnerable and drunk. (laughs) Especially, especially when you're drunk and he, uh, yeah, um, the, the thing about this bar, though, is that you have, like, such an interesting cast of characters that come in. Like, there's a guy that specifically hires uh, two pairs of hookers to just lick their titties. Nice. That's style. And and all he ever gets called is titty licker. 
That's and that's how you make oh. a nickname. That's how you make a name for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as he comes in, it's fucking hey, there's titty liquor. Um Wait, but did he also... lick the titties or did he hire them to lick each other's titties? No, 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 no. Uh he uh licked their titties. I'm trying to remember the fucking um oh I, I hear you I clacking away. You're like titty liquor? I don't oh no. Oh no, Google no. <laughs> 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 uh no i'm trying to remember oh swearingen that's his name so uh swearingen is the bar owner he's a fucking terrible human being but he's also the most charismatic fucker you will ever see um he also has a huge rivalry with another bar down the road because he wants to be the only bar in this town of deadwood uh, but that's it. I would absolutely go here for one drink and then leave. All right. I mean, I feel like since we're bar hopping, that's fine. But uh, in terms of all-star best uh, bars in fiction, I-, I sure hope a lot of interesting things happen here because it doesn't seem like the service is going to be. It- it'll be very of well, the time. Yeah, I mean, it's. I needed a Western bar. That is true. The a saloon, yes, as it were. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. So after we get out of the gem saloon, where are we going to next? I think it's time we go to a place we both know. You know what I mean? It, it was great to introduce each other to, to uh, some of our favorite hotspots, but I think we go. We should uh, go to some place that's very familiar to the two of us. We're going to go to the Bang Bang Bar from Twin Peaks. <laughs> so we... So... I thought it was called the Roadhouse. Which it is, technically, yes. It's called that by everyone in the fucking series all the time. Okay, then why is it called the Bang Bang Bar if it's also called the Roadhouse? Because the official name is the Bang Bang Bar, but everyone affectionately calls it the Roadhouse because it is a house by the road. It is, I, I can only imagine that's why it is, right? But that is the nickname for this bar, the Roadhouse, even though it is called the Bang Bang Bar. Maybe because people are feel embarrassed saying Bang Bang Bar? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Either way, um, um, one thing I want to mention. It's, it's, a, it's a little dorky, but, but what else isn't from fucking... Uh oh my God! From David Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we gotta be lucky. It wasn't a 1950s diner. It could have been. Who knows? Which we ended up also having, but they didn't sell uh, sell alcohol there, so it didn't count for my list here. But I want to say for the Bang Bang Bar, really quick. One of my, I think, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say a bar and then talk about my favorite aspect of it. My favorite aspect of this bar is that. This place is filled to the brim. This place is full of monsters. Sorry. This place is filled to the brim with bikers, like all in leather and chains and all this. They all look super tough and shit. And I'm all about that. I love it. But here's the kicker. They only play slow love songs at this bar. You mean just you. Just you. Oh, no. And I, and I. <laughs> like I'm doing the 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 fucking chorus that's accompanying, but James's voice, and not Doctor Rude James, James from Twin Peaks, his voice is something magical. <laughs> it just you. It's like it's this weird vibrato in falsetto. And I. It's it's so awkward. Anyway, yes, they do play that song, and it goes over super well, and everyone's super sad. It's like. 
a leather biker hipster joint, and I'm all about it. Yeah, that makes sense. I figure since we're all emotionally like a little mellowed out by the bang bang bar, we need a pick me up. We need we need to dance a little. So we're gonna head down to the double deuce from the movie Roadhouse. And what? Uh, <laughs> you fucker! Is that on your list? No, but I mean, I just did the Roadhouse. Did you do this on purpose, you fuck? Yes. God anyway, damn it. Anyway, but the movie Roadhouse, uh, which I think came before Twin Peaks. Yeah, because it's an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know. I haven't seen it. How could you not have seen Patrick fucking sways? The sways, bro, in Roadhouse. I saw him sway plenty in Dirty Dancing, okay? Okay, but you still need to watch Roadhouse. It's it's one of his best movies. Um, however, he is the bouncer. He makes sure that everything's okay. This is a double from my bar fight buddies because he was one of my bar fight buddies. Look but at you. Recycling. I'm double dipping. <laughs> double dipping. You don't double dip the chip, George. Anyway, don't double dip the chip. So we have him here. He protects the place, but we got a mechanical bull. We can fucking dance, country dance. We could have a good old time. And of course, whiskey. Because that's all us Southerners drink is whiskey. That's fair. It seems I'm noticing a theme in your in your bars. They seem to have a favorite drink. <laughs> yes. And if you go to my house, whenever you do, I don't know when the fuck you'll come over. I'm there but, right now. No, I wish. Uh, but you'll see my fucking bar, bud. All right. I, I'll hold you to it. Just like I'm trying to hold this one shot of rum I took. Um, yeah, I think you should take another one just to balance it out. All right. You know, you heard it here on the show first, folks. I'm peer pressured into drinking. Wow, bro. It didn't take that much, huh? Oh, I just took it. No, sorry. Ah. <laughs> God, Ugh. I'm such a bitch, man. I swear. The only thing I'm like, people talk to me like when, when we're out drinking and stuff like that. And they're like, so what do you drink? Oh, rum and Coke. Oh, it's so basic. What else do you want? Do they have any fruity drinks? <laughs> like, well, we could go full scrubs and just get you an apple teeny bro. light on the teeny heavy on the apple. That the problem is, is that I actually don't even like martinis. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't either. Uh, In any case, let's move on. You ready for the next place? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we got kicked out of uh, the double deuce. Where are we going? That's fine. You know what? You know what's a place that'll take us? Where? The Stray Sheep from Catherine. Don't know it. (laughs) You don't know Catherine. I know. And that's why I kind of was like, do I even bother doing a setup? Like, we're going to go and catch some Z's at the fucking Catherine place. All right. So anyway, the Stray Sheep is the bar in a game called Catherine. It's made by Atlas, the team that did Persona. And basically, the idea of that game is you are a character having reoccurring nightmares. And they're happening for a reason. And I'm not going to tell you why. um, But... Every single day, your character, being the fucking alcoholic that he is, goes to this bar every day. So he goes to this bar every day with four of his friends. Uh, And basically, while you're playing that game, these are the more social aspects. You know how Persona has, like, there's the battle segments and then there's the 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 social links. Right. This is sort of that in Catherine. 
And it's all, it all takes place in the Stray Sheep, where it's not even just your group of friends. You can get up and talk to a whole bunch of other people and listen to their stories. You can um, get, uh, you can basically drink one out of four different drinks. And I think it's sake, rum, vodka, and something else, I forget. Um, I think it's whiskey. Yeah, whiskey, funnily enough. And um, you, whenever you do order one of those drinks, your character can get more progressively drunk. And if you're more drunk... When you go into the nightmare in that day, you will actually move faster because you're in a deeper sleep. So it's it's very interesting with with the the drink mechanic that how it actually so does factor in. So it's to your benefit to be drunk. Correct. It also is very interesting because whenever you do take a drink, whatever you order, the game gives you trivia about that drink. Huh. Every time you order it, which means this game has a different piece of trivia for every time you drink a, a thing a different time. So I learned a lot about drinks. Will I be able to tell them apart and be super cool? Probably not. But I did learn that there's a lot of different kind of niches and a lot of different versions and stuff like that. And the fact that people consider the name Cuba Libre ironic <laughs> I never thought about it that way. I, I, as a fucking Cuban American, my entire life, I never considered that the drink named Cuban Freedom, when Cuban was fucking overruled by a dictator, and it still is. Yes, yeah, still is. So like, it, it, Cuba isn't free. Anyway, moving on. Stray Sheep is a great place. Um, not only can you get a, a great drink, you'll also have a great service with Erica, who is. Oh, I can't say it on the show. But she's one of my favorite representations of something in media. We'll get there one day. Um, and and just in case you didn't you didn't get enough from this bar, you can also order a pizza to go. Because apparently Boss, who of course is the manager who wears sunglasses 24-7 in a white suit, um, makes pizza. So it sells pizza here. Oh all right. I mean, I would like a, a pepperoni large with some pineapple. I don't give a fuck. All right. But don't you want to order it? Pineapple is really good. Don't you want to order it with some whiskey? Because that's essentially what they do there. <laughs> Goddamn right. It's pretty uh, amazing if I think about it. Anyway, it's the central hub world of Catherine, and I definitely do enjoy the stray sheep from Catherine. Um, so where else do you think you want to stop by? Well, well, I, I'll be honest with you. Earlier in the show, we talked about time travel, and we actually did time travel. Oh, and this time in our bar hopping, we are time traveling to the 1940s. We are oh. going to Casablanca and we are stopping by Rick's Cafe American. But is this a cafe or a bar? This is a bar. Okay. Because a cafe But they call it a coffee. cafe because that's it also has coffee in the morning. It's open 12 hours a day. That's cool. Coffee in the morning. Well, you know what? I think most bars do. Now that I think about it, they can serve coffee in the morning, at least at the bar I worked at. But again, this is from the movie Casablanca. This is where we have Humphrey Bogart in that nice white suit, you know, running the bar, smoking, chain smoking cigarettes like you wouldn't fucking believe. And, well, you know, you as was the style at the time. Come on. As like. was the style at the time. Yeah, because at one point we all thought that was healthy. Um yeah. Uh, good old cigarette marketing. Anyway, so we have now where occasionally you'll see some Nazis, but you also see some French uh, liberators or French resistance. And there's gambling in the back. And it's a pretty good vibe all around until the Nazis fuck yeah. up. 
Yeah, no shit. The minute you were like, oh, you know, some Nazis may show up. I, wh I'm not going to this bar. <laughs> like well, fuck you. I'm going to that bar because I'm going to beat the shit out of the Nazis. Anyway. Okay. Providing intel. Let's do Inglorious Bastards. Why not? Just make God sure when you order drinks, right. you use this, the right three fingers. Um, I swear you to also God. Have, you also have an actual classical piano and a great, great player in Sam. And you could just tell him to play it, and he'll automatically play whatever, whatever you tell him to or whatever the script provides. Can he play the Moonlight Sonata? Uh, you got to give him some time. <laughs> the moonlight enchilada. All right, let's let's go. So, ahead and move so on. we time travel back. Where are we going? Oh, okay. So we managed to get back out of time, and I managed to not reveal my flaming gayness to the Nazis around me. And we're moving on, you know, from a harrowing time to a, a, a more safer time. Raccoon City. Uh, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> So in Raccoon City, there is a bar called Jay's Bar, which if uh, if you've played Outbreak, it may seem familiar because this is the bar where the first chapter Outbreak takes place. Um, very cool place, and they say it gets cooler. You buckle up now, wait till you get older, but the Meteor Man begged to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. Uh, sorry, anyway, um, let me get back to where I was. Uh, it seems as though this place is, first off, really well designed. I love the fucking wood decoration. I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for wood. Wait. He's got wood. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I realized how that sounded. Hashtag sucker for wood. Um... Anyway, so either way, it seems as though a lot of different people come to this place. Uh, we got Kevin from the RPD. We got uh, Alyssa, the journalist. We got Jim, the, the tram worker, the subway worker. A whole bunch of people are here. Yoko in the bathroom. And honestly, after going through the campaign, my favorite part of it is not the staff, because they're actually dumb as shit, besides Cindy. Cindy works there. I forgot to mention that. Um, In the... When you go upstairs, because this is a very interesting bar where the first floor is the bar, the second floor is the locker room, and I think the third floor is the wine cellar? I, I, it's weird. It's a wine attic. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I always thought that the wine room would be downstairs, would be like in a basement, like a cellar, a wine cellar. Yeah, you'd think the wine cellar would be in the cellar, but no, it's it's the wine room and it's above them, which is very interesting. I don't I don't see that as very efficient. But anyway, um, they seem to have a shit ton of different drinks, like way more than your average bar. Be like, sure to pick up Barry's bottle, though. Oh, absolutely, and and be wary of the the wine room ghost. That keeps knocking shit over, apparently. That's in the notes somewhere. Uh, anyway, my favorite part of this is just the overall fucking selection. It seems as though that they have a fucking warehouse on the third floor. It's really weird. It's like yeah, with a fully operable forklift, I think. Forklift? What the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> Why would they need this? It, it just feels as though... Like Capcom was just kind of like, I don't know how, what do American bars have? They have a lot of liquor, so they have a warehouse upstairs. Makes sense to me. And you know what? That makes sense to me too. So my next pick is Jay's Bar from Outbreak. So my buddy, what you got next? Where else are we going? So from one city, we go to another, but this city's a little darker, a little grimier. We're going to Sin City, baby. We're going to Katie's Club, the Pico's Club. Oh, when you said darker, you just meant literally, like just yeah, black and white <laughs> like, Sin City, yeah. where you go in there and you drink a shot of whiskey and you chug a beer. 
You drink a Boilermaker. That's what that's called. And if a guy walks in and he's neon orange, that's when the fight starts. God damn right. You fucking kill that guy. Uh, so this bar <laughs> is oozing with style. It just drips with style. You have um, strippers just, you know, doing their thing. Lap dances and all around all that. But it's also a grimy, dirty bar. But at the same time, it has so much personality. Like, people have died there. People have. <laughs> and, you know, when you're looking for places to drink, that's always something to look for. Did Excuse me, bartender. Did someone die here? <laughs> I just, I'm just curious. I wanted to know. Well, goddamn, George. Usually at the end of the night, when you don't have a lot of choices left and bars aren't open, you know, because there's last call. This is one of those bars that you got to go to before the end of the night because this is the last place to go. This shit will be open till 6 a.m. when last calls 3 a.m. So you're there, you're in the grimy, you're in the muck, and you will meet some colorful motherfuckers there. You want to know something I thought about? Really interesting. So if someone died there, how long do you think it'll take for Zach Baggins to like want to buy that bar or something? God, I fucking hate that guy. Um, <laughs> it's just like haunted bars. Oh, that's got to be a show already. That is a show. God damn it. Anyway, sorry. But I, I like a place with personality, with grit, even, if you will. Exactly. And speaking like, of... Let's getting say, a bar, I'm sorry, getting a beer at a bar that's like too clean. Isn't that kind of weird, too? Yeah, it, it doesn't feel right. No. I need some bacteria with my beer. That's right. COVID be damned. Let's go. <laughs> um. So we leave, right? We, we, we're we done. We're done with the... I'm possibly knocked out on the floor, but yes, drag me out. Yeah, we're bar hopping again. We're, uh-huh. you know, where do we go to next? So you're trying to slap me awake, shaking me, going, where are we going? Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I feel fucking dead. And I feel so dead that I think I belong in seventh heaven. So my next pick is going to be seventh heaven. <laughs> not the show. Wait, hold on. Wait, I just realized there's that it's seventh night, heaven. No, no. Don't bring that one in yet. Fuck you. That's coming in later. Seventh heaven is Tifa's bar from Final Fantasy seven. Oh, oh, see, I thought we were talking about the show. Seventh heaven. Seventh heaven, when I punch you in the face with the medio dive all over the place. Sorry, anyway. Um, do you, this is a karaoke it, bar now. You got me drinking, so that's what happened. But d- doesn't Aerosmith sing that? Who sings that song? Not Aerosmith. I don't it's know. Like a, this is not part of the show. Anyway, it's a classic rock band. I don't know. It was really surprising. Anyway, moving on. Seventh Heaven is Tifa's bar from Final Fantasy VII. Um, hey, get it? So it's really interesting because this place is fucking made with the blood, sweat, and tears of Tifa and Barrett, really. Um, she is running this bar basically dealing I, i'm almost 100 percent certain no that's not true either she got good at, at martial arts because she trained under what's his face not dengetsu but there's a guy that that he that she trains under and she learned how to fight there but she uses that fucking fighting knowledge to make sure that no one starts shit in her bar and because yeah, she's of that, the swayze of her bar Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She is the ba- she is both. Tifa is the bartender, owner, and bouncer of Seventh Heaven. Like, um, wow. Fuck, fuck so, you. You, you, you it, like, like she, she's a do it all woman. 
And she's literally carrying this entire fucking business on her back. And there's Aerith picking flowers. Fuck you. Oh, I'm, look a, at I'm, you. A, I'm an look entrepreneur. At you selling yeah, selling flowers. What, did you make those flowers? Fucking, oh my god, Final Fantasy VII Remake tries to explain that. Don't don't bring me into this. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, but yes, Tifa, this is why I like Tifa so much. She feels like she's down in the weeds and she's fucking doing shit. She's really trying to make life better for her and her friends. And you know what? Like, I respect that so much. And I love Tifa as a character. It's kind of almost like a, a dual-ended uh, thing here because I would have her as my bar fight buddy if she wasn't, you know, uh, suplexing giant robots. That's kind of a disqualifier right. in terms of superpowers. But Seventh Heaven seems like a good place where you can get something hard. And uh, if you ever get bored, you know, just play darts. Don't play the pinball machine. Don't do it. We don't want you discovering what's under there. I know it's really obvious, and if anyone were to even touch the pinball machine, the entire avalanche resistance would have been discovered, but just don't touch it, okay? Yeah, so good. there you go. That pinball <laughs> machine never works anyway. Never uh, works. Listen, I got five bars left. I've got uh, three, four. Okay, I'm going to rapid fire. Uh, wait, you got yeah, four? Yeah, we don't, we don't have to get that descriptive anymore. There's one that I do want to get a little bit more descriptive, but the other ones I can go through pretty fast. Okay, but you have four left? Yes. Or three? I have one, two, three, four, five, but one of them is I want to ask your opinion on. Oh, okay. So, you know, we left seventh heaven. We're still good. We're still good. We had a pint. We're still good. But speaking of pints. <laughs> the amount of times you say we're still good has me worried, but we'll continue. <laughs> Let's go have a pint at the world's end. The, the world. Like, and what? You never oh! watched the movie The World's End? The end of the Cornetto, Cornetto trilogy, right? Exactly. Yeah, so we go and we have okay, a pint, cool. and this is where we find the alien races trying to control us and manipulate us. But still, they do serve a good beer and Who needs excellent the wings. Who needs the internet anyway? To be no. honest, when you said end of the world, I, I still had Kingdom Hearts on the brain, and I'm like, wait, what? Because there's a place called End of the World. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been better if there was a bar there. I agree. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, no. So I said the cool. world's end. That's all I yes, said. Yes, the world's um, end. That's true. The The bathroom leaves something to be desired, though. It's it's, it's It gets a little roughed up in there. But overall, it's a good place, mostly for your friendships to die. But hopefully ours doesn't die right at the end. Hopefully, I'm already dead though. We're oh, but four we do, bars in. What the fuck? We all we we do meet uh, Pierce Brosnan though, and he will tell us how wrong we are. Uh, anyway, mm -hmm. As, uh, I, I would love that actually. We get out of the world's end. Where do we go next, Bone King? All right, moving on down. Uh, we're gonna go to the survive bar from Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, again, video games like to do this a lot, and you'll notice a theme with a lot of the video game ones on my list. Aside from Jay's Bar from Outbreak, no one stays there for very long. Um, but the Survive Bar in Yakuza Like a Dragon is sort of like the social link hub for all your party members. 
So, like, if you ever see your party members just sitting there, you can walk up to them and have a full, actually well-written, deep conversation with them about what's going on in their life, further on their fucking side quest. There is drinks you can order, you can have the bartender make you food, and it's not even just like, oh, it's just the fucking, you know, the wings and burgers and that's it. No, right. this fucker makes, like, full-on sushi bento boxes and crazy deluxe shit, to be honest. And then, as if that wasn't enough... My favorite thing at the Survive Bar, and of course, with this being a, uh, you know, a, a, a bar in Japan, of course, it would have to have its own karaoke bar. <laughs> so, this place has like a whole side thing where you can play karaoke minigames, have each one of your party members have their own song, or have a song that has multiple party members, because the Yakuza games always have like a, a, a karaoke kind of like little mini game in them. So it, it carries on yeah. here. So again, this bar has everything plus a fun karaoke night for you and all your party members. You know, and, and considering how well you've been singing after your two shots of rum, which, wow. Should it, I really should it don't be three? know what's going to happen if you... Do you want it to hurt, Yeah, Kevin? it should. Yeah, let's do it. There you go. Ugh. And since uh, we're <laughs> since we're drinking rum, we're going you know we're going Caribbean here. Um, I feel we need to stop at another uh, somewhat foreign locale. We need to stop in Mexico or the border of Mexico Ooh. and sh stop at a little vampire hub called the Titty Twister. Wait, vampire club? Is this what I think it is? From dusk till oh, dawn, wow. baby. I still need to see this movie. Uh, we have to. We have to remedy that. And we absolutely. ASAP. I always hear about this movie. So okay, wait, wait. What's so great about this bar? What's so great about this bar is that it has a live band. Well, a, is it live or is it undead? Yes, <laughs> and uh, it it is on top of catacombs, filled to the brim with dead truckers. <laughs> Uh, we all we also have it is a packed house, women galore of all sizes, all shapes and sizes and colors and races are welcome here as long as your blood is red, because you are the food for the vampires at the end. Mm -hmm. So all However, of you those that changed blood color in Resident Evil, we don't want you. Wow, that's an N sixty four reference. Holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tune in for Eagle and Wolf on that episode. On Eagle and Wolf blood colors? Like, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> yeah, the port differences. Anyway, uh, so the Titty Twister has um, decent parking. Also, it has Salma Hayek coming out with a fucking huge boa python, I think it was. <laughs> um, so you heard it from dude. Great parking, great Hayek. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also just, just a great vibe, great music, but be sure to leave quickly. If you stay, you, you don't get to leave again. I mean, unless you want they to do. be a vampire, I guess you could. No, no, no. You'll be food. Oh, no, they'll, they won't leave anything left. Is there a form I could fill out or something? Maybe, maybe <laughs> we we'll, we would have to double check, but, but listen, the night is young. 
It's uh, it's 2 a.m. right now. The night is still young. We got two hours till last call. Let's hurry over to your bar. What's the next bar we're going to? I'm so sorry. It's like, yes, it is a form, but we call it a dark contract. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, you're right. Let's move on to the next place. My next place. So we go from, you know, the edges of Mexico to the edges of hell with the gates of hell from Bayonetta, a bar run by Rodan. Oh, fuck you. What? Do you have that one? I had it. Oh, well, <laughs> shit. Okay, well, Gates of Hell. This is really a cool place because it's like Rodon runs this place. He's the bartender. Strangely enough, I don't see anyone else at this bar. It's just literally just Bayonetta when she shows up. So I really wonder if he gets well, a lot Well, of what about the guy from 2? The the short human. Johnny that, or whatever his name is? Yeah, Johnny or Tommy or He's whatever He's voiced the by fuck, Johnny Young Bosch, so I just call him fucking Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, but the the fake Danny DeVito motherfucker, the fake oh, Joe him? Pesci. Oh, him? No, I don't even think they have access. He does. He's there. Oh, he's there. I've seen him in Bayonetta, in Bayonetta 2. He's there. Oh, okay. Then I, I totally forgot that. Then, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't remember a lot of patrons, but yes, I guess he does show up there, too. You know, that guy that was mourning Eggman's grave or whatever. That was a weird reference. Um, Regardless, here at, at the Gates of Hell, you actually get two things. One, you show up, you can upgrade your weapons, and you can get new weapons that Rodon has put together himself from the demons that you just kicked the asses of. Really cool shit. Love how it... The, the bar is sort of the weapon upgrade slash weapon uh, aqu- uh, acquisition screen. Yeah, there 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 seems to be a, a theme with your with your list of hubs. Well, because tell me that a bar is not a hub. You know what I mean? Out of all the other locations, like buildings, like in terms of like public buildings and whatnot and restaurants or whatever, right. a restaurant, a restaurant, a pub or a bar really feels like a place where people meet to connect. You know what I mean? It, it has that intrinsic value of the social dynamic. And this may just be the rum talking, but I, I really do feel like these places are have the social aspect above most other developments in buildings. So that's why you well, find your video games for that. Alcohol is a social lubricant. Yeah. And I bet it can lubricate a few other things too. Ayo. So if you recall, there's one other thing that I mentioned you can get at the gates of hell. Well, instead of getting weapons, you could also get a boss fight. So if you uh, want to challenge the bartender, feel free to. But if you lose, you lose all your clothes and you, you, you like go back to hell. So don't do that. Don't do that. Just don't do that. So where else are we going? Well, we're, where we are going next. Well, where we are going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the vodka be hitting, my friend. The vodka be Where were? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know where we're. Uh, where, where are we going? Uh, we are going to head over. Uh, stop at mom's. Pick up mom. Kill Philip. And <gasps> go get a. <laughs> I'm so pissed that I didn't think of this one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Pick up Liz and wait for all of this to blow over at the Winchester. The Winchester. What the? Yep. God damn it. And you picked World's End. Fuck. Like in, in terms of the Cornetto trilogy bars, that one's the bigger one. Everything's got to blow over at the Winchester. Yeah, but I wanted to like, you know. I, it's almost the end of my list. I have two left, but this is the end of my live action. No, that was, that was a good volleyball serve. I, I do enjoy that. Wow, I'm so pissed that I didn't even think of that. I love Shaun of the Dead. Exactly. So it is from Shaun of the Dead, folks. It's a great 
atmosphere. It's also an apartment building because upstairs, that's where the owners sleep. That, that's a common um, thing, apparently. It, we're we're not used to it because we're Floridians, but apparently that's a thing in other places. Yeah. Actually, I really had many a drunken night. I would think, man, I would open my own bar, but it would be half like a saloon, like bring back the saloon aspect where you would have a room and if somebody's too drunk, they would sleep there, but they would pay like 50 bucks a night just to make sure that they were okay. That way they don't drive drunk. No, for sure. And you know, the, I, we need that. We definitely do need that. It's one of the it's one of the things that's been lost. My, but anyway, well, back hold to on, the Winchester. Really quick. The only problem real quick, the saloon though, how are you going to lock a door that swings? You roll. It's a shutter. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not the same effect of kicking open a shutter as opposed to you know. No, no, the shutter is when we close. Anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. so you you have at the Winchester a killer jukebox. Some great song selection there. Big um, Queen fans, much who, like Capcom. Who the fuck put this on? It's on random. It's on random. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a, an actual Winchester rifle right at the top of the bar. Does it work? And it's up for debate. It's up for debate. Same as dogs looking up. That's <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> but overall, this is a place where it has a great barricade. You can light up the whole bar and set plenty of zombies on fire. And you can escape through the bottom part of the hatch and how's that for a slice of fried gold? I just, I love how your best things about this bar are how easy it is to escape zombies from it. <laughs> Which, to be fair, <laughs> I had a very similar bar with Jay's bar from Outbreak. So, you know what I mean? It's a very similar oh idea. Oh my god. I just thought if we ever did a versus, which bar would you rather be at for a zombie apocalypse? Winchester or Jay's? I would say Jay's because those are three floors. Uh, like it's, it's ridiculously big for no reason. Nah, I'd, 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 I'd go Winchester because it also has three floors. It has basement, regular floor, and it has an exit just in case you get barric- uh, overrun. And then it has the top floor. That's what the roof is for, for Jay's bar. You just jump off the roof. What's so wrong with that? Well, why don't we jump off the Winchester and let's, where do we go next? All right. We're going to jump and land right into, actually, we're not going to jump into this place because I have a question for you. Because this one, I really wasn't sure if it counted. So uh, we're going to go through this really quick. Um, I want to bring this up because it has bar in the name, but I cannot put it in my all-stars because it doesn't sell alcohol. How do you feel about the milk bar from Majora's Mask? I allow it because the name bar is there. Because, like, we yeah. never stipulated in the All Stars at the beginning that they had to serve no, alcohol. No, I did. We just I, said. I did. <laughs> oh, then why would you do that? You just purposefully. Are you ruined, just like, learning major- that I'm an idiot? Like, how long does it take to figure that out? I don't. I don't understand. Do you think I plan the clearly, things? Clearly, clearly years. Clearly years. Clearly, factually, <laughs> and and given with the evidence. Yes. But no, I wanted to pick Majora's Mask's milk bar because you know what? Fuck you. The adults act like it's liquor, but because it's a rated E game, they can't call it liquor. So they call it Chiatu Romani, and it's totally, uh, you know, made from different cows that are 
uh, not drunk, let me tell you. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's an actual liquor bar, but it is a bar. People go there to drink. It's not like just a restaurant where it's food. I don't even think they sell food. So they've got they've got good entertainment made up of the same kid in four different forms. I don't know how it works, but it works, and it sounds awesome. Ballad, Ballad of the Windfish. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit of a tipsy rage, but that, I'm... Wow, that song is great. Anyway, moving on. Um, just that's I'm just gonna say that really quick. So Majora's Masks Milk Bar, because you know what, damn it, milk can be sexy too. So what else have you got? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when the moon's coming to crash. Oh hell yeah. Uh I'd be fucking getting sloshed too. But now we're gonna go into a little animated. From my end, we're going animated series here. We're going Superman animated series here. We're going to the east end of Metropolis. We are going to the Asa Club's Bibbo's Bar. Uh, Bibbo Babowski is a huge Superman fan. And if you're okay with soups, you're okay with him. And for you, Bone King, he's a big old guy. You're, you would love him. His gut's always out. Yeah. And he's always nice. And he serves really good uh, sandwiches. Apparently, most of them come with sardine flavors, which I don't know why. But other than that, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm sure he's a very good host. If you catch my drift, <laughs> drinks are good. And if we ever need to, he does have Superman's. Uh, he does have a watch that calls Superman. So if we ever need backup, who else but the last son of Krypton? <laughs> Superman, Superman, help me, please. I told you he was going to come. He owe me five bucks. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, he wouldn't, Bibbo wouldn't allow that. He, he would probably kick us out of the bar, but seeing as you just did that, we're kicked out of the bar. Where are we going next? <laughs> I actually have a question for you. If you don't mind on our way to the next bar, I have a question for you. Can Superman drink? Does liquor even affect him? Uh, it, it has to be a huge amount. Um, like, a, it's the same question with Captain America. Yeah. And, uh, where it's because of their, um, their body and the way they, they absorb things. It's, it's such a huge level that it takes a lot for it. But if Superman hat was on red kryptonite and, or green kryptonite, you, he could, uh, also gold he would be able to drink like a normal person. Well, also pink kryptonite. You know, he's hanging out at Wilton Manors. He's drinking as much as he can. Um, <laughs> What's Wilton Manors? Yeah, that's a deep cut reference for the Floridians. Fun fact, everyone here calls it gay town. Uh, <laughs> moving forward, I, I just think it's really interesting. I'm so sorry. This is probably like a whole other podcast and we don't have to go any further. I just thought, I think it's weird because like Wolverine in X-Men is often shown to be an alcoholic, but he has like X-Factor healing, right? Right. So, but he's always drinking. But how is, how can he get drunk? He can't get drunk if that's the case. Right. And the same thing goes with like Deadpool. It's just, they do it for the, for the taste and the momentary sensation. Hmm. Okay. That's an interesting conversation on its own. I feel. Just straight up, like, why do superhumans, like, why would they drink? 
Anyway, so my last place, and this is my last place, which I have a feeling you'll have another one after this, but I don't know. I have I have one more as well. Okay. So the last place we're going to show up in. See, the thing is, is while we were driving, uh, I actually showed you that I received a letter earlier that day. And the name on the envelope <laughs> said Mary, you know, my wife's name. And it's ridiculous. It couldn't possibly be true. I mean, a dead person can't write a letter. Um, it's sorry. I'm so sorry for everyone who's not. Silent Hill 2. Uh, we're going to go with Heaven's Night. Because uh, Silent Hill also has a bar, believe it or not. And it's fucking pretty kick-ass. Right. You mentioned earlier, like, do I include strip clubs? Boy, howdy will I. Because you know what Heaven's Night is? It's a strip club. Um, not only is it a strip club, it is the strip club that Maria works at. So Maria, you know, having her own key to the place is really coy when we, when we get there in Silent Hill 2. And she's all like, oh, well, there's a way through this building. And she's like, she doesn't really say that she works here. But when you get in there and you see the stripper pole, you're like, oh. No. And it all starts coming together. And it. And it explains the Christina Aguilera dress. Yes. It, 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 yes. The but, Okay, but it doesn't explain why they chose the Teen Choice Awards outfit. Why? <laughs> Either way. Because James Sunderland is a pedophile. Whoa. All right, buddy. That's a claim. <laughs> we know Guy C. He is a weird anti-vaxxer, but, you know, we don't know that much yet, okay? Um, what I do know is that Heaven's Night has one of the best theme songs. I'm almost putting it here just for the song alone because I love this soundtrack so much. But there's that. Plus, it's okay. I'm not going to tell you it's a very good strip club. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably one of the dirtiest strip clubs I've ever seen. Like, literal It's dirt. very small, too. It is very it's small. small. Well, think about how big Silent Hill is. Yeah. So like it's not necessarily small. like a giant town, so it makes sense that they'd have a little sm uh, small strip club. But I I genuinely love the vibe of this place. Um a strip club in Silent Hill is is, is definitely a mood to sound like the kids nowadays. It, it's a mood. Um and and I don't know, I have a little bit of a personal stake in this just because I love Silent Hill 2 so much and I love Maria's character so much that when you're here in Born from a Wish, it kind of has a whole new texture to it. Um, I love this game, love Silent Hill 2, I could talk about it for hours, but that is, that is my next and I think final pick for my uh, top bars in media, Heaven's Night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this, but this is a deep cut here. Uh, doesn't it also have an entrance on Sheena Island where fucking Ark Thompson oh, is you, at? you bitch. Yes, yes. Okay, so funny story. <laughs> funny, weird story. There is another bar called Heaven's Night in video games, and it's in Resident Evil Survivor of all fucking games. And when you go into the bar, you're like, Heaven's Night. And if you played Silent Hill 2, you're like, wait, what the fuck? That's a weird reference. But it's not a reference. Survivor came first. So, like, what are the odds that they need that two different companies named their bar Heaven's Night? Yeah. I, I don't know the odds. I just wanted to segue into that. It, it is do bizarre. A deep cut of my own. It is bizarre. Absolutely. And it almost makes me think that there probably is a bar in Japan actually called Heaven's Night. Where Konami and Capcom devs meet up and they're like, I fucking hate my, my they're, company. They're sitting I two tables across from each other. That's where they go to drink to get over the shitty business practices and shit. 
Yeah, exactly. You got pachinkos again? Damn it. God damn it, <laughs> man. Know? It sucks that we're the only ones that have to deal with this. The Capcom's team says two tables away from Konami. Uh, <laughs> All right. So what you got? This is the last call. Last call. And Final I want to end it in a night. In a night where we could like not be so sweaty from the liquor and the dancing and the driving and the time travel and the karaoke. <laughs> We're going to end it at the Iceberg Lounge where Penguin uh, is giving us VIP access, mostly because I could tell him who Bruce Wayne really is. I mean, that chin is, you know, unmistakable. It's very recognizable. Um, yeah, bat, bat chin is legit. So the Iceberg uh, Lounge, is it literally like ice? Well, here's the thing. In the animated series, yes, it was like a fucking cooler. And all the waitresses had to be like in in polar Arctic outfits everywhere. And, you know, you have to be there in like a three-piece suit or a four-piece suit or something. But also... (laughs) And if you uh, don't, one will be provided. One will be provided, I hope, at at a fee because the penguin needs his money. And uh, there's, uh, there's another bar underneath called the 44 below and that's a club that's a Ooh. that's a raunchy place that's where that's where all the drug deals go down the back rooms. but we don't talk about that no yeah we don't talk about that uh penguin's a very nice host the music's popping it's techno it's a little it's a little aggressive techno maybe um, with penguin sounds the remixed in yeah the penguin the penguin's on key and off to the side, there's a little penguin sanctuary where we could feed sardines to penguins. That's fun. I it makes me wonder though. It's like if I order a drink, do I can I say on the rocks or is it gonna make me say on you know on the icebergs or whatever the fuck? <laughs> no, every drink's on the rocks. Every drink, <laughs> even is. if you don't want it, it it is part of this goddamn bar's theming. You have to have it on ice. You have your beer and it's exactly. filled with ice. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, I think that oh, we just got kicked out. Oh, oh shit! Uh, he, Penguin, Penguin didn't believe me. Hey, he said, "How could Bruce Wayne be Batman?" I that doesn't make any sense. You, and, you know uh, what? Whatever. It's his fault. He's part of that rogues gallery. Well, I have my own gallery with blackjack and hookers. You know what? Forget the gallery. <laughs> so should we go over our list again i have I, i'm honestly surprised i wasn't expecting the iceberg lounge there's one that we're missing that i thought either one of us was gonna take it do you just want to say it now the most icely spaceport nope nope that's not where i was going but damn that is one i was gonna go with moe's tavern from the simpsons fuck yeah I mean that. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just out me right now. I don't watch Simpsons. I used to, yeah, when I was a kid. And eat my shorts was like the biggest insult I could think of. Uh, thanks, Bart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't. I mean, Moe's Tavern. What is there to say? I mean, it's a good place I know to people get a flaming. Are, people mo. are gonna be upset. <laughs> well, maybe if some dude is ditching your fly girl and he can teach you how to dance, but give him one of these. But uh, <laughs> but listen, uh, much love to anybody who still watches The Simpsons after thirty some odd years on TV. Hats off to you. Uh, also, the most icy spaceport. I didn't want to include it mostly because 
I don't get anything out of it. It's not even it's not even like that worthy of a bar to be on this list because it's a plot device. It's really oh, this is where we meet Han, Han, Han and Greedo fight well, or whatever. Can like Who shot no, first? That's not fair either because we have a lot of bars here that don't really have any plot relevance. So like, and the people could just like the aesthetic of the cantina. What's wrong with that? No, I understand that, but the problem. I have on my list is I didn't have any feeling from most Eisley spaceport. I didn't even consider it a bar until I've seen it on like top 10 lists that while, while researching for this episode, people were considering it a top 10 bar. I don't, I don't think it's anything. I think if anything, it's just plot. Every one of my lists has a scene that lasts longer than Luke and, and Obi-Wan in the bar. No, I'm sorry. You know I'm what sorry. I'm saying? No, no, no. You're mistaken. I'm sorry. Because any bar that the Wolfman would go to is immediately a triple-A bar. I'm sorry. <laughs> the what who? The Wolfman. I don't remember a Wolfman. You don't remember I don't remember the Oh my god. Well, I have something to show you after recording. Um, yeah, in, in the original Star Wars in the Cantina, fucking werewolf is there. <laughs> All right. It was just one well, of the leftover also, costumes. Also, jizz is played oh, yeah. there. Plenty of jizz at that bar. And you know what? I'm always going to bars for jizz. So, you know, if there's a place I can go to it that specializes in jizz, how am I not going to visit? There's also another Get some one jizz in that my I ears. didn't Continue, sorry. There's one that I didn't include, and it was because... I wouldn't want to go to this bar, but it's the it's a country bar in Blues Brothers, Bob's Country Bunker, and the way those people mistreat the Blues Brothers, I don't I don't vibe with. Yeah, that. that's the thing though. We we didn't pick just any bars in fiction. I I could think of a lot of shitty bars too, but no, like namely any of the fucking Skyrim ones. But anyway, like it, there, there's other bars too, but I picked these because I felt as though they were. They had something special about them. There was something about either how they were made or what they serve there or what they do there that made it unique to me. And you know what? When you're bar hopping, that's the exact kind of shit you're looking for. Um, so I think I think I'm done with my list. Why don't we go ahead and hear from our listeners on which bars they like from media, which, of course, they could let us know over at the Fan Freaks Facebook or the Fan Freaks Twitter. That's F A N F R E double. Sorry, <laughs> F-R-E-E-K-S, that's the rum, um, fan freaks, and you can let us know what are some other bars that we missed, because you know what I, we found out? Every fucking TV show has a bar, so we're missing a lot of them, so feel free to let us know. <laughs> uh, but before we sign off, let's get into our shoutouts. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and give our cheers. There you go. Are you doing another shot? What? No. Uh. I'm not doing any more shots. I'm done for tonight. I, I, it's not, okay. Uh, Lindsay Misleading, our residents of Tana Zatara, uh, Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Yuritic, Robot Stone Age Crew, uh, Cody, CJ Kalani. Uh, Paul Fusick, Oscar Ortiz, Samuel Torres. Then we got the Hunt Boys, uh, Frothy, uh, f um, Scott, Justin, much love, even though I disagree with you on some things about football. 
Uh, did I say Scott already? Uh, Cheyenne, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we appreciate it. The D and D crew. The D and D crew. Uh, but you have crows be damned on your crows right? be. Uh, I love D- how this is your yeah. recurring nickname. <laughs> that's that's his name, crows right? Crows of be the dams. <laughs> oh. Crows be damned. I, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's for free from us. Crows, if you want it, it's there. <laughs> you know, he's a regular forest spire. But anyway, oh my god, I, uh, I want to be pecked to death by crows after that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think that's it from James. Oh, uh, thanks to every fan freak and everybody who listens. Thank you so much. We sincerely appreciate it. Alrighty. Up to you, but Let's rock this. So, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out or cheers to Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo, lovey Beefy so much. Really appreciate your overall support and actual interest in the things that I make. It, it means a lot. Thank you. Um, Squinty, Screechy Kai, uh, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Lindsay Misleading, love you, Lindsay. One day, we gotta figure out that, that musical episode. Seriously, I, I might actually want to have you on for that. Um, Izumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, Boogle, Burnsy, oh, we gotta do a fucking Bond movie thing with him at some point. Uh, and of course, Crows of the Damned, or, you know, as Adrian has affectionately called him, Crows Be Damned. Uh, great name, great name, love it. Also, gonna give uh, also special shout outs to Nicholas Uretic and Jesus Valentine, and I'm not gonna say fuck you. Oh, oh no, the upstart that I have caused. It's only to fucking Jesus, and once you meet him, you'll understand. Oh, you have met him, he's the King K. Cruel player that you uh played against in Smash, I think, that one time. Oh, cool. You know what? Or I'm sorry, how cruel? Because I, I love King K. Cruel. He's a fucking badass. Love his belly. I love how all of his moves are belly focused. That's that's great for someone like me. Either way, thank you all so much for joining us. Let us know what your favorite bars are. Can't wait to see him. And I'll see you next time on the uh, next episode of Fan Freaks. Um, you forgot the show you were on? Yeah, for a second there. Look, I'm a lot of shots in. You know where else we can get shots? You know I mentioned Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons? You know we can go there, right? There's an actual motel. Yeah, in Universal. Oh, let's There's go. There's a whole fucking Simpsons land, and we could just straight up go to Moe's Tavern. I've been there once before. We can have a flame and Moe, and I think it'd be really fun. Uh, well, if anybody knows flaming, it's you. <laughs> hey, wait. Before we go, one last question. Are you wearing green, by the way? No, I guess I should be pinched. Oh. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs>